Trump falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions and the first in a united competition since 
it'd be remiss yes. of us not to talk about Mitch Orbison playing his 300th and what an impact he's had on on the playing group, but also James Tedesco uh, in his 150th. So plenty of reason for the boys to get up this Thursday night against the Dragons. I think so, mate. And, you know, Dragons have had some bad luck this year. They've had some bad performances as well. They're in mixed form. But this year, you know, this is the Lone Pine game that uh, – is replacement of the Anzac Day clash that we all missed through the it's actual anniversary of it too. It which is. is significant. Yeah, it is significant for both our players. And one thing you always note about the Dragons, they're up for it against the Roosters. They seem to always come good on Anzac Day, and it's such a great match. Our fans should salivate. Uh, I, I love it. Just the coaching duel. Mary McGregor's no slouch. He was an amazing footballer. He's a good coach. He probably hasn't got the same cattle we've got as far as, far as Roosters fans goes. But I tell you what, they're going to put in this week. It's going to be an exciting matchup. The other big news story, of course, is the return or the arrival of the enigma that is Sonny Bill Williams. Uh, had a phone call earlier this week as he was uh, landing at the airport. One of the keen eyes that is a mad Roosters radio fan sent me a text and uh, said he saw Sonny Bill with his family out there at Kingsford Smith. You know, we'll have to ask both Victor and Nat on uh, tonight's show what he will bring to the club. Yeah, looking forward to it, Silky. I mean, you can only see how our chairman spoke so highly of him and he gave such a great account of himself in 2.13. He walked in uh, with absolute humility and turned to term of blokes who are very intrigued by the, the, the acronym that is SPW. We're looking forward to seeing what he brings to this club. We already know it, but I think it's going to have a massive impact and it'll reverse engineer these injuries and this sort of toll that's taken on well, our Well, Bush, let me hop in because there's a lot of doubters out there this time around. He's too old, he's passed it, so on and so forth. I think he will relish the opportunity to prove the naysayers wrong. So beware the refreshed Sonny Bill Williams. You're on Roosters Radio with Silky, Bush, and soon to be Victor Radley with Radley's Rap. Well, Roosters fans, there hasn't been many more dynamic young players come through our club in a lot of years since this man. He won a comp with the 20s. In his first year, he won an NRL premiership. In his second year, he thought, I'm going to do it again. Well, let me tell you, in his third year, he was threatening for the State of Origin jersey. We know Freddie has got waiting in the wardrobe to give him. Would you please welcome the character, the one, the only new member of the Roosters radio team, Victor Radley. Welcome, Vic. What's going on, lads? Mate, uh, we're just kicking back on our usual weekly Roosters Radio and we're proud to announce to fans that, mate, you've joined our team. Can you tell us a little about uh, Radley's Rap? Yeah, Radley's Rap. I'll be, um, yeah, join a bit after the games. Three beers, two beers, one beers. Uh, <laughs> sort, sort that out, three, two, one, and give a bit of the perspective of the game and, and what, what I thought, really. Well, mate, before we talk about last weekend's match, the, the elephant in the room is the injury. How are you recuperating, mate? And uh, post-operation, how's it been? Uh, yeah, it's been good, mate. That first week was really tough. I um, I didn't really listen to anyone. I was kind of just thought, you know, she'll be right. And yeah, I was cooped up in bed and I couldn't move and it was torture. I had my mum come over to try and look after me. But, yeah, I hated it. And then, yeah, after that first week was done, I kind of got over the hump and walking around. And now I'm in at the gym and doing stuff with the boys and I'm back loving, loving life again. So it's good. Big, I've got to ask because you are part of the playing group, which means you're also part of the bubble. But the fact that you're injured, I would imagine you're also not part of the bubble. Can you explain how that works? Because you're out for the season, but you've got to be there at the games. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. Oh, mate, so I'm in the bubble, same same as the rest of the other players. Obviously not playing or I'm not out in the field training, but I'm following those same protocols just so I can be in and do weights and be around the boys and do physio and stuff like that. So... I kind of didn't really have a choice, but I could have had a choice to, you know, pull myself out for a few weeks there. But, yeah, I'd much rather be in around the boys and 
seeing them rather than going to the pub or anything like that. I seeing the boys is definitely number one on my list once I started walking again anyway. So I was keen to kind of get back in it. Vic fans, uh, you know, we're so excited about how you played and congratulations on your uh, season form. I know it's been ended with injury, but we are salivating at, at your return. But also Sammy Verrills, you know, another one of our young uh, stars in the making. And, uh, you know, you went through this together. Does that make it a little bit easier to have a, a you know, a, a kinship? that You already have a great relationship, but does it make it easier to go through a recovery with the guy with the same injury? Yeah, definitely. I think I can't remember when he went down just after mine and, you know, it was pretty disastrous and I, I felt sick a bit. And then about 20 minutes later, we kind of looked at each other and went, oh, thank God we're doing this together. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise and we've kind of been with each other probably every day for the last three weeks doing the same thing. So definitely helps. I'd hate to be there by myself. It'd be, it'd be torture. Vic, close bonded unit and so well led in Coach Robinson. You know, the accolades keep coming for him and, and our team. What he's done for, for you guys as the head of the family. What were his words to you after the injury? Because, you know, for a young man at yourself who's had great success so far, so much more to come, it's disappointing. And, and what did he say? It was a weird feeling in the sheds after the game. I remember we won against St. George and, you know, everyone was really down. Um, the whole playing group, Robbo, it's kind of a really sickening feeling, you know, knowing that we are both sitting there and out for the season and how upset everyone was. And he kind of, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he, I remember he came over, uh, gave me a pat on the head. Yeah, there's not really not much he could say. He'd, I definitely knew that if I needed anything, he'd, he'd give it to me. So yep. having that comfort of having such a good crew and, and club and family and everything around me made me feel real safe and having Sammy with me made me feel real safe. So um, he didn't have to say too much. I kind of got that vibe from him that, you know, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be looked after by him, the club and, and everyone around me. So... Here's a little uh, chance to wrap some of those lunatic brothers and mates of yours that were well known for your support. Who's been a standout amongst that group, mate? You're known to have such a close, amazing family. You've got such a good group of mates growing up down Bronnie. You've got all your brothers. Who's been in particular yeah. bringing your coffees, getting you the paper, sweeping the crumbs off from uh, your croissants? Well, that first week, I, I, I have to thank my mum. She was over every day. She was changing my sheets every day, you know, showering me, feeding me, giving me teas, anything I needed. She was. She was there, so I really have to thank her for that. And then, you know, these last couple of weeks when, you know, I was kind of sitting by myself and didn't have too much to do, a lot of my brothers and mates came around and got on the piss and had some fun together. So that was the only thing that really kept me going is just being able to live with my brother and one of my mates and them staying home rather than going out just so they can spend some time with me, you know. So that, that really helps is – that's pretty special for them. Vic, I think it's worth just touching on that because – this, this whole issue of the bubble, you know, we hear about it in the media. We'll touch on it with Sonny Bill Williams in a second. But just mentally, mate, you're going through some tough times by way of the recuperation of your injury. And just having friends around you and, and family, it, it's really important to have a network around you to be able to, you know, as you say, hang out and have a few beers with. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm at the Rivers and that's definitely why I wanted to stay in the bubble, you know, because – so I try and think of all my friends and family, you know, three quarters of them are in that bubble. So I definitely wanted to stay there and be able to go to training and spend time with them. And then my brother and one of my good mates, Ben Thomas, who live with me, have just been rock solid, mate. They've, they've spent that many hours with me over the last month and they've never really left me by myself, which is a good thing. I'm not real good at hanging by myself. So they always kept me company and always were there to cook a feed and have a beer with. So they were rock solid. 
Now, mate, one of the positives that has come out of your injury is you're now behind the mic. Yeah. You've been fronting up for Roosters TV. I mean, loving uh, your post-match interviews. But I suppose what we want out of Radley's rap is your match review. So if we go back to last weekend, the Roosters v. the Titans, I know you're going to give us your three beers, two beers and one, but the performance itself, mate, look, there's been pundits out there in, in the media saying the boys look flat. I noted that we had our whole left side out. Can I get your thoughts on the game? Yeah, definitely. A lot of people just expect, probably not not a good thing, but because we're playing Titans, kind of expect big things. But man, they, they they performed really well. They threw the ball around a lot and there was no errors there. So they were passing from one edge to the other and it's bloody hard to defend. And they did an awesome job. So you can't take any credit away from them. But obviously we're missing a few players and a few combinations there on the left. And that also doesn't help, but, you just can't take away that the Titans were good. I think off so many times, you know, they look at us to, to thrash a team. But, mate, the Titans were good. You just you just got to give it to them one time. We were lucky to get away with the win. Mate, Luke Keary again, dynamic there in the halves. If I have to ask you, mate, who, who was who got the points this week from yourself? Oh, yeah, it had to be uh, three beers, Joey Manu. Oh, absolutely. He, uh, mate, that try-saving tackle he put on, that's one of the best I've ever seen. One of the best I've ever seen. He got up at A, defender. Put the play, got a line speed, and then he was the man to get back and and save that tackle. So that was that was phenomenal. He almost gets all six beers. Joy <laughs> yeah, Vic, I agree, mate. That role <laughs> no, was like no, a crocodile. No one's getting the two and the one beer. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they can go past Joey, mate. He deserves all six for sure. Yeah, he's oh, getting all six for me. Okay, I've got it on good authority. Joey doesn't drink. Uh, he will now. <laughs> <laughs> After he's getting in the Radley uh, rap. Now, mate, a couple of other things worth mentioning. You did a great interview with Orbo this week. Obviously, Orbo playing his 300th game for the Roosters and only a handful away from that pinnacle of the 303rd. But to a man, he's brought so much joy to us Roosters fans, but to play with and to be mentored by him, can you just probably share a bit of the insights on on the man that is Mitch Orbison? Yeah, Mitch, I was, I was actually stoked when they asked me to do that interview and I put some time and effort into it because I wanted to – you know, make it as respectful as possible. And, you know, I wasn't going to take the piss out of it, so I put some time into it. But, mate, he's just – like, I'm so grateful that I've had so many good role models growing up and he's just another one there, which to grow up and have these these role models is to have someone like him to look up to, to look for for advice and and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty awesome and you can't shy away from the fact of how lucky I am to have a man like that at our club and hopefully – He'll be at our club for, for the rest of my career and I'll be good friends with him for life because he's just such a good bloke and such a great football player, such a selfless person and someone that I know all of us young kids look up to and, yeah, we're stoked to, to have him at the club and I'm disappointed I'm not playing with him for his 300th, but uh, I said to him in that interview, I hope he goes around next year and I get to have another game with him. Because that mean when he does break mini and our era Rico's record, you're going to give him 303 VBs? <laughs> 303 shanties. He only has shanties, Orbo. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a shandy. Hey, Vic, one thing I was lucky enough or privileged enough to see when we were in Europe was the the way that he leads the younger blokes around. I'll give you an example. We're on the, the bus after the training session um, at the Olympic Stadium, and just the way that him and, and, and Jared as well, they just seem to be the leaders of the team. Can you give us a bit of an insight into the dynamic of the, of the club itself? I'm trying to think of – of a good way to describe how they lead because I've never been told to do something, you know, I haven't wanted to do by them. I never really thought, oh, F you for making me do this. I'm like, they just lead in such a great way where 
you just follow and there's there's no pointing the finger there's no no do this do that there's no really any rules really they just lead in such a great way where to not what they do but just be a good man and it's it's a great way to lead i'm definitely trying to take as many notes as i can because yeah it's just such great people and, and such great leaders do they make you want to be a better footballer better person off the field oh for sure 100 percent i've I believe that definitely for a long time. I've kind of was lucky enough to have Adrian Lamb as a coach who who definitely was a believer in that and, and drummed that into me as a young kid. And my dad always said the same thing. And my mum, if you're a good good man off the field, it's, it's going to go, you know, for, follow through onto the field. And if you're doing the right thing off the field, it's going to help you on the field. And, yeah. Vic, speaking of leading by example, and I think you put that really well, mate. It's, it just articulates it perfectly. For, it gives our Roosters fans a real insight. You know, Silky and I talk, you know, we, we come from, from the fans' position and we don't pretend to be footballers. I, I would like it noted that Silky did lead the Roosters out at 1987 to a major semi-final onto the cricket ground, carrying a sand bucket. No, nothing wrong with it. He, he led us out as a ball. But on that note, mate, leadership. One of the uh, great leaders of our of our club in, in modern times who took us uh, also to a grand finals, someone you would have remembered fondly, um, SBW. Sonny Boo Williams is coming into the bubble. We've been fortunate enough to get him part of our playing group. How do you feel about that? I know from a playing perspective, you have relished the opportunity to be not injured and play with him, but even being in the bubble, being around what he brings, how important it is to you as a young player who's still perfecting his craft, and my God, you're good at it, to have that contact and, and point with Sonny Bill Williams? Yeah, I was I was um, stoked when I found out he was coming. It was kind of, you know, he's happy, stoked to be able to hang out with him, and then it was almost like, ah, oh, spinning on a missed opportunity to kind of play with him, but... I can't wait till he, he comes into the bubble. We've had, I think I've heard some of the coaches talking about it. They're sending him some stuff while he's in isolation. And I just can't wait to meet him. I've heard great things about him. Great leader, great bloke. And yeah, it'll be good to meet him and, and hopefully train with him, hopefully in a few weeks and get in the gym with him and, you know, absorb as much as I can. I know he's a true professional. He's probably the best we'll ever do it in that in that sense. And yeah, I'll be, be soaking it up like a sponge, I tell you. Now, lastly, mate, we play the Dragons on Thursday night. A couple of milestones. Uh, we've mentioned Orbo playing his 300th, but your old roommate, Teddy, he's uh, he's playing his 150th, and your old mate, Lockie Lamb, is starting in the number seven. So what should we expect from our boys Thursday night? Oh, mate, if they can't get up for this game, they want to give it away. A um, couple of massive milestones to make sure the boys are up for it, and I know, that, I know they will be up for it. And it's also the Lone Pine the Anzac, because obviously we missed the Anzac day with yep. the COVID stuff, and it was grouse that we did some stuff this week on the Lone Pine, which was a battle which is actually happened on Thursday night on the 6th of August. So that on top of all those 300s, Teddy's 150th is, um, yeah, it's enough to get the boys up. So expect a lot of passion and, and some hard-playing football, I'd say. Well, I can't argue with that, Bush, expecting a big performance from our boys. Mate, and if they can't get up for that game, give it away. Spoken. You're born <laughs> exactly. in the wrong era, mate. You just transcend generations. Mate, we want to thank you so much. Our first Radley's rap, something special for our fans, an actual rugby league expert, someone that has taken the field. Mate, you've given us so much joy so far. We are salivating that, that you know, you recover well. We're looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing the progress of the recovery, but more so, we're looking forward to seeing who gets the three VBs each week, the two and the one. And there's Radley's rap. I'll have a bit more for you next week. The, tonight's one wasn't wasn't well prepared enough. Nothing but wrong with that, mate. Expect big things. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, Vic. All right. Thanks very much, lads. I'll see you later. All see the you, best, mate. mate. Well, Silky, there you have it. He's uh, as impressive off the field as he is on it. I mean, he's he's 
You know, chapped out of the box Bush. in two He's years. He's a future leader of the club. He's a future captain. Yep. You know it. I know it. And yep. and you know what? You know, accolades, you know, come thick and fast when you're having success. I, I think he'd be the same way if he didn't have the success. And that's what I like about Victor Radley. He's no nonsense. He gets the work done. He rolls the sleeves up. And from a fan's perspective, when we see our young local roosters come through, the fact that he's grown up in an area, he's been coached by Adrian Lamb at Cloverly Crocodiles, one of our mighty junior clubs. You know, they should be proud. He should be proud. And as Roosters fans, we're proud. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, as promised, the big names keep coming. None bigger than this one, young Natty Butcher, former Australian schoolboy, Roosters grand final winner. The accolades keep on coming. And an all-round good guy, and probably Silky, one of the most intelligent, young, impressive young men. We had the pleasure of being in the World Club Challenge with him, and what a great all-round man. Absolutely, Bush. Couldn't agree with you more. Let's bring him on. Natty, welcome to Roosters Radio. Hey, thanks, Bush. Thanks, Subi. Thanks for having me. No, mate. Thank you for giving me the confidence over there to uh, just pull out some real hardcore fashion. Natty. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm back, yeah? Uh, always, mate. Always going to look after each other from the area. Natty, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Last week against the Gold Coast Titans, it was uh, it was an interesting sort of mixed match. There was a couple of great performances, you know, straight off the bat from, from Luke Keery, Joey Mano, a few standouts. How did you see it and how did you find it in Indigenous round? Yeah, I thought it was a tough game. I mean, you know, I thought Gold Coast really came with a great attitude and great game plan and they came out real hard and firing and, and that's what we were expecting and it was a bit of a ding-dong there. But, you know, glad we, we stuck solid. Our defence held up and, and we uh, nailed out some opportunities in attack to get the win. And just speaking of Indigenous round, you know, you're from um, such a great footprint and, you know, grew up in the South Sydney area with so much synergy with Indigenous athletes. What does it mean to the players and to, you know, the players around them that are Indigenous and non-Indigenous to support this great round in football? Yeah, it, it really did mean a lot. You know, unfortunately, we don't have any Indigenous players in the NRL squad at the moment, but, you know, we have our one of our strength and conditioning coaches, uh, Travi Toomer. Uh, he's a proud Indigenous man and and he gave us a little talk and, and what that round meant for him and his family and, and his mob back home. So, you know, that was great to hear, but it was also great to hear that the, I think you said there were 23 Indigenous players in our junior system. So it's great that they're coming through that pathway and, and hopefully they're in the NRL squad sometime soon. Now, to yourself along with, I mean, you're a bit of a stable at the Roosters uh, in, in our run on side and you've been mixed and moved around a bit, but injury this year has caused Coach Robinson to shuffle our team like a pack of cards. Um, there's been some interesting inclusions and some impending taboos, but it's interesting that yourself, Lockie Lamb, Joey Manu, Satili Tupanua, Pawasa, uh, Pawasa Famasili, have all played in our 2016-20 side. Does that add a little bit of flavour, a bit of importance to you that you've been together so long? Yeah, I think for sure. You know, you build those combinations for so many years, and and even in those early years, you know, you're in that second team that it's going against the NRL squad uh, every week. So, yeah, like I said, those combinations have been building for years, and and when we all get our chance to to play first grade together, it, it really, we do complement each other. And I feel as though we have that great flow and, and we're able to get the best out of each other on the field. Now, Nat, just your own style of play, obviously getting more minutes this season compared to the the past couple. Are you, you enjoying A, starting, and B, it seems to be you're playing in a similar role that Victor was playing at the start of the year where it may be like a little bit of a second 5-8. But then also I noticed last week you played more of a, a forward middle role. What are you kind of more comfortable with? Well, I guess that's something that's been developed over my game over the past couple of years. But, you know, I do pride myself on on playing that lock forward role, but then also having that versatility to be able to play out on the edge and, and to have that connection with either Luke Keery or, or Flano or, or Lammy or, or whoever's in the halves at the time. You know, that's something that 
you know, like I said, I, I really take pride in, in my game and, and, and something that I just want to keep working on and keep being myself as I play and continue to express my personality on the field. You are a ball playing forward, like a natural old school ball playing forward. What's harder, doing the tough carry or running to the line and looking to offload? Oh, physically, it's got to be the tough carries. Yeah. I guess some of the, the, the teams that you come against, um, some pretty big bodies. But no, probably the, I guess that skill of, of knowing when to pass and, and when to run, you know, that you form that just over, you know, thousands upon thousands of reps of training. And, and you know, once you can execute that skill at training is when you start to produce in the game. And you look at guys like Victor Radley, who have really um, set a new benchmark for that lock role. And, and in my eyes, you know, he's one of the best locks of the game at the moment. And, and that's something, you know, I'm really trying to take a leaf out of his book and, and learn what he can do to a defence. But also find, need to find that balance of, of playing my own game in my own style. Talking of back rowers, mate, we've got a bloke this weekend or on Thursday night who'll be playing his 300th game. Of course, uh, we're talking about Mitchell Orbison. Can you share a couple of anecdotes or the influence he's had on your career since being at the club? Oh, yeah, Orbo. In my eyes, you know, he's the man. Like For a guy that's 14, 15 years playing at the top level, you know, he's played in every position and, and hasn't just played there, but when he's been caught upon there, he's just absolutely nailed it you know it's something that I really admire and and something that like I was saying if I go you know in between positions and, and have to change you know I wanted to really nail it and execute it the way Orbo does so a guy like that who just knows his craft and and gets about his work but like I said does it in his own style it's yeah it's pretty uh, inspirational and it's something that um that I really like I want to do. He's also a leader can you possibly share a story of how he conducts himself in that regard? Oh, he always just, you know, he always comes to life in the tough moments. You know, we, we talk about as a team really being uh, dominant in the, the last 20 and, and often games are, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting there for the taking and, and it's in periods like that and, and big games and, and those moments that you see Orbo step up. He he makes a, a crucial tackle, you know, it could be a try save, even could just be as simple as a, a carry from yardage deep in our own zone. So, you know, although he really comes alive in that last 20 minutes and, and really takes it upon himself to get our team on the front foot, get the momentum in our way and, and to finish off games. Nutty, speaking of great back row, as it continues, the great SBW has arrived in our shores. He's deep in isolation and he is about to embark upon another tour with our great team and our great club. He's had a huge influence. And how do you feel about an enigma like that coming back and the opportunity to play with him? Yeah, I'm pretty excited, to be honest. You know, I've only, I've only met him once. I wasn't here at the club when he was there, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to playing alongside him, you know, for a guy that's done so much in both codes, something I have a lot of respect for, for what he's done for the game and, and what he's done for our club too. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing with him. Now, he just talked taking it away from football for a second. We have spoke to Victor Radley earlier today and we are talking about the implications of the bubble and, and the restrictions it has on, on just your normal life. How have you dealt with that? Yeah, it's been pretty tough, like just, you know, especially on our days off, like, you know, there's a good crew of us there, like to go play golf together or or do something like that, even just go to the beach and, and do some recovery, go to a cafe together. So it can be, be pretty hard at times, but, you know, we do understand the, the sacrifice that we're making and, and, you know, we're still grateful that we're, we're able to do our jobs and, and still get paid to do what we love. And on that point, mate, I know that you're at university, you're studying a business degree. Obviously, you have to do that remotely, but has that had its challenges as well? 
Yeah, it's been pretty tough. Like you've got to do it online and that. So it, that has been hard, but in some ways uh, online, the way our schedule can be sometimes is, is pretty helpful and, and everyone at the uni is pretty good at, at getting back to you. So it has been tough, but hasn't been too bad. I felt like they've they've handled it pretty well. Mate, Thursday night we take on the Dragons. Uh, they've been mediocre at best the last couple of weeks. What are we expecting from them on Thursday night? Oh, you know, it's going to be a big game with the Anzac Day game being played on Thursday. You know, they always rise to the occasion. Um, you know, it's, it's a highlight of the year for us at the club and, and we know it's a big highlight for them too. So, you know, we're expecting their best footy and, and we've been training now. So, yeah, it should be a great game come Thursday. Beautiful, mate. Well, we want to wish you the best, mate. We want to thank you so much for coming on Roosters Radio. You're always a big supporter of ours and uh, it's back at you, mate. We'll be looking forward to uh, seeing you just uh, – some try assists, maybe taking over a bit of a Luke Keery role and just getting that hog off the ball. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Bush. Thanks, Suki. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Nat. Play well. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Take care. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So... If you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Thursday Night Bush. Our boys taking on the Dragons. A few positional changes into the side. Josh Morris returns. Lockie Lamb will be playing uh, or will be starting the match at seven. Kyle Flanagan out. Drew Hutchison going onto the bench. And we've mentioned in the show already, Mitch Orbison playing his 300th, James Tedesco playing his 150th. Plenty to play for. How do you see it? Yeah, Silky, so going to be a really interesting match. I'm going to see the dynamic. I think Lockie Lamb's been really impressive at, at, at dummy half and in the nine, taking control of the side. I think with the likes of Kiri's form and long may it continue, it's going to be a much easier transition. There's not as much pressure on him. If he just mimics what Kyle's been doing a great job defensively, it's going to be a great matchup. Two good sides, lots to play for for the Dragons, playing for Mary's job. Roosters playing to sustain, if not creep into the third position. I don't know mathematically how that places us, whether they want to be four or three. But, mate, it's going to be a salivating matchup. And, of course, Lone Pine anniversary. These players love the Anzac Day match. They've missed it. This is the replacement of that, if you will. So great respect. It's our greatest day of the year in our calendar for Australia and Anzac Day, and this will replicate that. It is the 105th anniversary of the Battle of Lone Pine, and it's worth noting that we will be doing the ode in the last post as well as a moment's silence before kickoff. I know personally, Bush, that we love the Anzac Day match, but also so do uh, some of the players, in particular JWH, who has family members who were were serving members in in the New Zealand Army. So plenty to play for. Yeah, lots to play for, Silky, as do a lot of the players across both clubs, and there's such proud history between the two. Um, we only take it back to Anzac Day games, and Dragons have always had a bit of a wood on us for some reason. It's a, it's a bit of a mock. I don't know what it is, something the punters don't like, but nor the fans. But I think this year our Roosters are going to uh, really take it to them when we're in better form. I think this game is a real litmus test for our boys. Obviously, with a number of players out, still a few weeks before we get a, a couple of them back, we are expecting a lot of our, of our extended team. Uh, you know, with the likes uh, of Drew Hutchison, obviously Lockie Lamp starting at number seven, Daniel Fafita, of course. Some of these younger players need to stand up against a, a pretty solid and determined St. George Pack. Yeah, experience is the word that comes to mind for me. And you know, even, you know, Corey Norman at 5'8", you know, he cops a lot of um, good and bad press. But, you know, you've got, you know, you got the likes of Ben Hunt. 
Ben Hunt, yeah, at, at, at number nine. And, you know, they've got uh, McGuinness uh, playing at lock. And, you know, you've got Tyson Frizzell, who's off to the Knights next year. He's making a good account of himself recently. So we are up against an experienced Dragons. But in the words of our producer, Jack, mate, I think the margin in this game is going to be shorter than uh, Paul Vaughan's shorts. Well, Bush, as you heard earlier in the show, in the words of Victor Radley, if they can't get up for this game, they should give it away. And with that in mind, I see the Roosters 24, St. George, Illawarra Dragons 10. Wow. I see the Roosters 32, St. George, Illawarra 12. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guests, Nat Butcher, and, of course, Victor Radley. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East East to win. win.